Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Overreaction Monday, the end of the NFL season. We've been breaking down the Jets situation. Not it's like the way it ended was just depressing. Yeah, but they'll win the offseason. Frustrating. They'll win the offseason like they did last year. Uh, did they though? They did. With had the, a good draft. With, with the, and no, they had a great free agency too. Mm. Great. Yeah, I mean DJ Reed. Then why did it result in a losing season? I mean that tells you how far they had to come with all the picks they hit on damn near every free agent they brought in. Yeah, whether you know Vinny Curry finally being able to play, you got productivity from Carl Lawson. Now he Mm -hmm. maybe didn't have the dominant season that you expected, right? But he still played well. DJ Reed to me should be All Pro this year. Yeah, he should have been All Pro. He and Sauce are tremendous together. Might be the best cornerback duel yeah. in the league. That's as good as like when you had Cromarty and uh and, and Revis. Like yeah, that Yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but yeah. I mean it since. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well you I did, can't I can't say since you did have, you did have Ty Law and you know, excuse me. Ty Law. Uh-huh. And Revis, didn't you? For a second? Yeah, but Okay, okay. Point I'm talking taken. about as far as never mind. I know. I just, I just wanted to throw Hey, uh, do you remember because you, you, you didn't give me the name Sciatica. <laughs> I couldn't find it either. So you remember the the, the, the Terrio lookalike kid mm-hmm. that is in that meme, the side eye look at Popeyes, yeah. like it, it Yellow was shirt. big on Vine, and then became like something. That if you you if just you, said Vi- you just said Vine, I know that's that, how old that, it is. That lets you know how old it is. That's what I'm saying. But when you are like sending a text or something, you want to use uh, a, a meme to someone like a side eye meme. Yeah, what you talking about, Willie? Like he kid. comes up. This kid comes up. Uh huh. Well, he's not a kid anymore. Uh, he's now a, a, an offensive tackle. In college, he's playing. Oh. A, a, is it D two? Maybe D three? Lake Erie College. Oh, he in D twice. He up in Michigan. No, okay. Lake, Lake Mary, or he on the other side? No, Lake Erie is on the uh, Michigan side. Lake, you know, on the, Lake uh, Erie, Chicago on like side. New York, and yeah, on that end, maybe I don't know. But he's. Uh, did you know he was from uh, East Orange, New Jersey? Oh no, uh, nobody knew because he's a meme. That's up in the hood. So he's six one three thirty. Yeah. He, he he's a little he's a ball of fun. He's now I want to say his name right. Is is it it's a diurnist? Man, listen, man, listen. You you have to be, you, you have to be careful when you look at these African American names, man, because a lot of our parents did not win the spelling bee, so they kind of throw stuff together, throw apostrophes over there, semicolons, all kind of commas. You know, they don't even have a comma sometimes, man, and they capitalize the next letter. Like, bro, how just went? <laughs> so he goes to he goes to social media. And he adds Popeyes because the the uh, meme is him at Popeyes yeah. doing a side eye, and he just said at Popeyes, I just want to talk business. Oh, he wants an nil. He's smart. See, but he probably needed recognizable to be, face. He probably needed to be at a bigger college to get that nil. I mean, if, if, he, if he was at Rutgers, he, that's a very popular. Meme. I know, and they, and and they own it, and they ain't had to pay him a dime. So why would I pay you now? Well, now Popeyes, they can come Popeyes doesn't own it. What what I'm saying it, it draws people to Popeyes. Yeah, I guess. I mean, so I mean, he's D two, so maybe he can you know step his game up and then get to going to the portal. Yeah, get into the portal. Bigger school. Get into the portal, then come holler at him. You might get a couple million dollars if you <laughs> if you become the new face of the chicken sandwich. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just like I said, I, 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 I love the it's, way it's kind of amazing to now. think about. He's a college student. Like he was a kid when this, you know, first became Trying a to thing. Get the bat. And we forget, like people do age, you know, like people, kids <laughs> grow up. But it's just mind blowing. It's like, wow, he's a college, and yeah, he probably should try to get a little something out of this. You, you mean the Olsen twins aren't still babies and talking to Uncle Jesse? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. Shame, but it's true. Yeah.
A uh, couple of things. Again, waiting on Jeremy Fowler is going to join us. We'll go around the league. Some some news around the NFL. So there's now five head coaching jobs open. <laughs> Cliff it. Kingsbury out with the Arizona Cardinals. And they go pay him for four years. And their GM, Steve Kime, who also had, had taken uh, a leave with the team to um, deal with uh, health issues, uh, he is now stepping down as GM. So they've got their whole hierarchy now. The last man standing is Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Everybody got money. paid last year. I think Kyle got paid up his show promise, yep. and they caved in to mm-hmm. Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. And basically because they caved in Kyler Murray because Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray has the same agent. Now, one year later, two of the three that was responsible for paying everybody is gone, and Kyler Murray is sitting there, and you're facing one of the richest contracts not knowing what the hell to do. What man? Well, what, it is so what do they great do? to be Sean Payton. But think, well, he's going to have a lot of suitors. It is so clearly. And if I'm him, you, like you mentioned earlier, and we'll, we'll talk to Fowler about this. If you're Sean Payton, you're not in any hurry because as the playoffs go on and it's, and teams lose, better options yeah. could start to appear. Yeah, and you you definitely want to be yeah available for that because. The Rams, McVay, there's word that he doesn't want to really stay there anymore. Uh, but that, would he want to take? Would he, would he want to take that job? No, I, I don't think that's an attractive job. The Chargers, you got no money, no that? picks. Yeah. Would the Chargers be better? Brandon Staley playing guys in a game that doesn't mean anything. Some guys get banged up. He loses. Staley to already to me feels like a coach that he was on thin ice. Yeah, to begin with. Like, even though they have success, it's like, man, shouldn't they be better? Right. Like, and if they lose to Justin mm. Herbert and yeah. Doug Peterson. That may be because they went all in. They played J.C. Jackson. They made the trade for Khalil Mack. Like they went out and they, they got Corey Lindsay a couple years ago. Yeah, I mean they got Eckler, who's one of the best. Yeah. dual threat. All right, let's let's bring Fowler in on this conversation. The aforementioned Jeremy Fowler joining Thank us you, right Jeremy. now. Thank you, Jeremy. I was tired of feeling. Huh? <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> What's going on, man? How you doing? Busy day, right? I know his phone is on fire. Yeah, What's up, gentlemen. It is busy, although it could be you talking about. Uh, the Chargers, this could be a delayed Black Monday. Today we've had a few, but there could be more after the playoffs. Yeah, so so, so tell me this. Let, let's just kind of di- dig into that a little bit, right? So we know that maybe, you know, Staley had a bad decision. That's that's what people worry about, right? When we had Herm on, he said, you play everybody, and but this is why, right? Mm-hmm. Mike Williams is extremely important yeah. to them. Uh, Joey Bosa is extremely you know, important to him, and Staley decided to play them even after they knew that they were locked into the fifth seed before the kickoff. So you're saying this potentially could cost him his job. How hot was his seat before the season started? Well, I don't necessarily think that would cost him his job by any stretch. And well, most people I talk to think he's fine, but I would say Sean Payton. Everybody knows that's what I'm saying. The worst kept secret that that's the job he would want. So if he wants to stay patient on Denver and these other opportunities, this would probably be why, or maybe the Rams. Is Sean McVay moves on? It's because so, you know if, if look. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. You're the guest. I apologize. No, so if, like if the Chargers lose, would they move on? I, I don't think so, but certainly there's a possibility. Dallas too, though. I mean, that's an option. If they lose again, three years no playoff wins. It might not matter how many regular season wins mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy's gotten. So what what job is more is is more attractive, um, and how much power? Because now we know that Cliff Kingsbury is out, and you know it's like they gave up a king. They 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 paid everybody, and they can't get rid of yeah. uh, Kyler Murray. But yet this is the organization that drafted Josh Rosen and then drafted Kyler Murray the next year. Yeah. They have the third overall pick. We're assuming that maybe Chicago likes 
Justin Fields enough to keep him. And if they go defensive, they could be sitting there staring at Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Could we potentially see them go in on a young quarterback? Well, uh, which team are you talking about, Arizona? Arizona? Arizona. I don't think so yet. I just, yeah, like depending on how the draft fell, if they loved the guy there, uh, certainly it, it never hurts to draft one, even if you have one. You know, I don't think. I think some teams are subscribing to that. Uh, but the Cardinals, with Kyler Murray and the money to have tied to him, he would probably be tough to trade or release right now. So for me, like, you know, based on all I've heard, it's most likely him for another year. And, uh, you know, it would, it's, look, if they talk to a team and there's an, an offer there they could entertain, I think they would do it. Uh, but for the most part, they're going to try to get a coach who can bring out the best in him. He and Cliff Kingsbury just did not see eye to eye. Um, the tension was palpable, you know. So they want to get somebody who can maybe get him some mm-hmm. uh, some traditional high formation stuff mixed in with what he already does. Yeah, it's just see if they could just make it work because they did, they did invest in him. We're talking about ESPN NFL insider. It's Jeremy Fowler with the latest on what's going on around the league, which includes now five openings, at least a head coach in the NFL. And here in New York, the belief is that they aren't going to make major changes uh, with the Jets, but there feels like there has to be something done, at least at quarterback going into next year. There are names that we're hearing that are potentially going to be available in the offseason. Is there one or two that you're hearing that would likely top the list, like, this is a quarterback that you're going to want to go get because he's going to be available. Well, it really depends on how you feel about Derek Carr. You know, because he's available, we know he's available, and that could be an option for them. You know, he's a player that a year ago some considered a top ten quarterback. He's probably not there right now for the season he's had, but you know, that's something the Jets could look into. I mean, I think they're going to look at all options in offense from the coaching staff and the quarterback position. But at least for now, seems like they're going to keep Dak Wilson on the roster. Even if it's just for developmental purposes, you know. But you're going to have Tom Brady out there. Depending on what happens with you know, Lamar Jackson, some of these free agents, Jimmy Garoppolo, like there'll be some options for them. Now, one I didn't hear you say Aaron Rodgers. To the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I mean, we like we like former you know, MVP I'm, quarterbacks from Green Bay. <laughs> it's, it's happened before. Who's to say it can't happen again? Yeah, that's true. I'll, I'll never rule anything out. I just I don't know. Aaron and how long he's been in the league, I just don't know if he's going to say the Jets are going to go on, you know? Right. Like, he could have maybe a stronger pick. Even if the Jets have some pieces and a good defense, I just, I don't see it. But, you know, it's, look, I think he's open to the Packers wanting to go with the young guy at this point. That seems pretty obvious from his comments. So right. he'd probably be willing to explore some of that. You know, we, we didn't really jump on maybe some potentially surprising seats. I know, like, you know, Black Monday is a day that, you know, we expect instant, like, okay, firings. But sometimes it's some surprises. And, um, you know, we haven't really talked about Dennis Allen and, and down in the Saints who had a disappointing yeah. year that couldn't win a division that was very winnable this year. And we haven't really talked about Riverboat Ron in, in Washington. Yeah. You know, are these some, some potential maybe surprises? If there are going to be surprises, are we sure that they're, you know, solid? Have they got the vote of confidence from their owners and come out and said that they're safe? Not yet. Uh, we haven't we haven't heard that yet. Uh, I think, from what I'm hearing, Washington would be a bit of a surprise if they moved on from Ron Rivera right now. Certainly possible, but I think he's going to meet with the ownership next week or excuse me later this week. And you know, from what I'm hearing, the expectation is that he'll be safe. But um, yeah, they haven't had a winning season in three years, so. Uh, but Daniel Snyder, if he's looking to sell the team, it doesn't make a lot of prudent sense to 
fire a coaching staff and have a lot of turmoil leading up to that sale. Another team that needs so to that fig- could bode well for. Yeah, another team that needs to figure out quarterback, right? Like that's it. Just feels like any place yeah. that has that lack of stability, it's mainly because the quarter, quarterback yeah. position uh, is one that's so up in the air. Yeah. Jeremy Fowler, let, let's talk coach of the year candidates. Now that the season is over, the regular season is over here in New York. A lot of people feel Brian Dable has done an unbelievable job taking the Giants from where they were a yeah. year ago, and now they're in the playoffs playing against the Vikings. But I know there's some other names as well that are going to be in competition for it. I mean, Pete Carroll, what he did with the Seahawks. Doug Peterson. Dan, Dan Campbell, Doug Peterson. Uh, Mike yeah. Tomlin he with a winning a record. He won a division. So you know, Peterson won a division. For, from your from your mm-hmm. perspective, your expertise, who, who do you think tops the list? Ooh, hey, you know, we're called a 9-8 and eight club, right? All those, a lot of those coaches you mentioned finished 9-8. and eight. True. Overachieved probably by at least a few wins. I can't even make a case for any of them. I'll start with Dan Campbell. I mean, look, they were one and six, and this is a team that's been really bad for a while. And you know, like Jared Goff, a lot of questions about him. They came out hot, and that defense was supposed to be another year away. They came along. Um, I, I mean, I'd probably still go Dayball one though. I just there was not a lot of spec- expected out of Daniel Jones and that crew, you know. And uh, at least with Jacksonville, Doug Peterson has done a great job. But you have a number one pick. You have a lot of pieces they added in free agency. I just felt like they – I feel like Dayball probably did more with less mm. than anybody else in the league. Yeah. And, and Tomlin's right there, too. I mean, it's, it, you can pick all four of those guys. And Kenny Galladay caught a touchdown. <laughs> wow. <laughs> a, no, I, see, I look I at it more you know like – funny, too? <laughs> Go ahead. He, he, made a, he made a catch that he would have made in Detroit, like, that got him paid. Like, he can <laughs> right. still do – I'm not saying he's, like, a key guy anymore, but, like, red zone target, like, he was always that, just – Put him in the game when you're at the 10-yard line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, it only j- cost you $71 million to get him. <laughs> That's touchdown. the only problem is you're paying him just to do that. But still, considering Pete Carroll is doing what he did with Geno Smith as his quarterback, mm. like that was the answer after Russell Wilson leaves. You get quarter, right. you get the best quarterback play you've gotten in years. And you get a fourth-round pick for that, it. It's just a, it, that, to me, is another one where you can make the case. Hey, Jeremy, yeah. always good. division, too. Yeah, well, that's yeah, yeah. yeah there's no doubt about that. Always great to catch up with you, my man. I know it's a busy day. Thanks so much for the insight, as always. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me. All right. Jeremy Fowler, our ESPN NFL insider on the latest of what's going on and what is obviously always a very busy day. Dallas. In the he, NFL he, put, he put Dallas season. on call. It could be Dallas. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's not because you're not a good coach or a solid coach, but Sean Payton in people's eyes are such better of an option. So even if they like you a little bit, if they don't love you, you should have your antennas up. And the fact that he openly said that he likes that job while he was Chargers. on Chargers. Yeah, he yeah. said he liked the Chargers job. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you talk about tampering. But if you're Jerry Jones, and Jerry always gets what he wants. Mm. I mean, Jerry doesn't want to wait I'm, any I'm, longer I'm, for gonna, a championship. We, 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 That's we what we play for. Well, he ain't got too much longer. We don't, he on deck. We don't play to just get into the playoffs. Yeah. We, we play to win. <laughs> suck on that. <laughs> We're going to suck on that all week. So that's one. If you're Jerry Jones and you feel like, wait, wait, I don't know if I'm ready to let that guy go to another team if I can get him. So a lot to watch for there. But I agree with him on Dable. I, I, I think Dable certainly is. All right. So now on the screen, Bart watch, showing watch, watch me the second run back. Watch, right there. But yeah. Just, that was almost like when you're running for the subway and you bump into somebody, you're like, oh, excuse me. Like that literally was that way. The simple shoulder bump, both guys stopped, and I'm going to keep going this way. Yeah. You go that way. Yeah. Kick kickers aren't people. That was some game. Yeah, are the Bills, let me ask you this. Are the Bills, it's Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. Are the Bills the, I know they're not the favorite, 
right, to, to get to the Super Bowl because the, the Chiefs are. Not even close, not even close. But are the Bills this emotional kind of like, do you look at them now and go, man, they look like a team of destiny? Like they, they, not not, they, a, not they at all. Go not at all. The they, they're like a team that can get upset quickly. What you saw against the Patriots told you I mean, that? it took two it took two kickoff returns. And an unbelievable put, catch by Brown. Like that catch by Brown was ridiculous. Yeah. It took all of that, and the Patriots was right there with mac and cheese. The secondary is just... And a secondary that's that that's Bill's secondary up. is just not yes. like and now with Hamlin, he is a member of the secondary, so it gets right. even. It gets and he even was more. already filling in. He was a, he was the leading ta- he was the second leading tackle on the team even mm-hmm. after not starting the season. Poyer's you know beat up. He's right. a little older. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they can get upset. Like, they can lose to the Dolphins if Tua comes back. The way that the Dolphins ran the ball up there when it was cold. They were right there to beat him then. By the way, the way the way Mostert ran that ball, like yes, damn, yeah, yeah. Of course, he's always hurt. He's hurt again. He didn't finish the game with the Jets. No, it's either going to be Teddy Two Gloves or you know, yeah. I don't think I don't, I don't think we're going to see Tua. We might. You can't. So if you can't, then I don't you know. No, 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 no. So so him. so listen. If you're saying you can't, they're like, oh, it's no, only, no. It's been three weeks since that second concussion. It's been two concussions, man. If you're, if you're saying no, I think he's on three. This is third in, in this season. Yeah, he's had three. I thought it was two this remember season. Remember, it's the one that, that they said it wasn't a concussion. Oh, and you then, want to do that? No, the first one, remember? Because we knew it was a concussion you. because he got the concussion in Buffalo in, against the Bengals. Yes, yes. And then this one that they said it wasn't a concussion, it turned out he had concussion symptoms. That's three. Well, I kind of feel like that first concussion and the second concussion when he was hit but you can't count and he that was as frozen. One. You can't count that as one. Why can't you? It's the same one. No, because it was a it was maybe a mild concussion there. That was a <laughs> No, mild. no, no. No, no. Remember because we said he had he we say he had a concussion. They said, no, he don't have a concussion. And then he played, yeah. And then it was so that let yeah. Remember know. McDaniel told us he was sitting on the plane with him. They were playing like Uno or something. Yeah. Hey, come on. Yeah, stop it. This season marks the 50th anniversary <laughs> of New York Islanders hockey. It has helped celebrate. What right. are you laughing at? Not even go there. I'm about to say he was playing Don't. Uno. Talk about draw four, Don't. skip you. Like uh, that's a two. <laughs> what do you mean, skip me? Do you make up your own rules when you play Uno? Like I make up rules. Like like if you get like a pl- draw like a dr- four, skip you, reverse to me, draw four, <laughs> uno, uno out. I I play it like if you put down a draw two, if I have a draw two and I put it down, the next person has to draw four. But if you have a draw, the next person has to draw six. Man, I don't know what the hell you. That do. is so no, much. No, no, come yeah. on, it's so much better that way. No, you, you, you listen. I don't want to play a marathon game. Listen, bro, I got stuff to do. I can't play Uno with you and you you extending the <laughs> so game. Like every half time. half the hand in there. Yeah, <laughs> just holding on to it. Draw two, draw four. Let's no. get back to the Islanders in the 50th anniversary because to help celebrate, we're giving away tickets to the January 14th matchup against the Montreal Canadiens at UBS Arena. To enter, download the free ESPN New York app because you already have it right on your phone. Scroll down to contest, submit your entry there. It's brought to you by the New York Islanders. Join in on the fun this season by grabbing your tickets at NewYorkIslanders.com. For full contest rules, go to ESPNNewYork.com. Uh, speaking of hockey, I made my coaching debut this weekend. Ah. So Callie is seven, mm-hmm. and there's a, a uh, 8U team that they put together. The Islanders uh, have this Islanders Girls Elite Program. Mm-hmm. And they normally it's a ten u twelve u, but because they don't let in New York, they don't allow like seven and eight year olds to play on a ten u team. Yeah, so there's nothing for them unless they just play on like a boys team, right. which you know for young girls it's like fun to have them all grow up together. So they put together this team, and so the first game was Saturday up in Danbury, Connecticut. And so we make the trek up there. Yes, I drove two hours for a seven-year-old to play hockey. Hey, that's but, what dads do. But y'all forget that my son, we were doing that for twenty years with him. Right. Like, like he, you know. So we're used to this. So we're up there now. They have a coach, 
but he got sick. Ah. So they're like, they need somebody to fill in. And so they reached out and asked me, hey, do you would you mind coaching? So I was like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. It sounds like fun. So there I am on the bench. Right, right. How many people how many people's like, eh, and you were the only one that said yes. No, well, well, I no, I was all, Were you the first choice? What are you trying to say? That they really? <laughs> I believe I was. <laughs> Let's just stick with it. Now that. I had another dad help me out, Frank. He helped me out. Okay. And, and he actually, thank God he was there because I couldn't figure out lines. Like I was a disaster. Was this like, like girls were like, wait, like, I what, didn't play. Like was I was this trying like to Hoosier? Work. Was this like Hoosier? <laughs> yes. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I needed the assistant to help me through it. But it was fun. I had a, it was so much fun. It was really the like coaching girls is being a girl dad as you know. Yeah, is just a different experience. She went for twenty by the way the other day. Did she? Yeah, nice baby double D. double. She baby D out there like that. <laughs> Six one two ten. Shaq, Shaq in the Mac. Ugh. Let him know. She loves Zebo. She ain't got no. She ain't got no ups. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Zebo. Zebo was able to figure it out though. <laughs> hey, it's all right though because if she did, if she can't jump high, she can't hurt her knee. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, we already, like, like, we already been through that. Exactly. Yeah. So anyways, it was it was a ton of fun. The next day then Callie plays after that experience, which was fun because she was one of the youngest ones there. It was really co- competitive. It was really fun. The Danbury people, the, the hat tricks, they were great. The coach there was was really cool. And the girls, it was a really competitive game. Are you allowed to check? No, but there is contact. Okay. Especially when Callie, my daughter. That's what I'm she's saying. A, That's she's what I'm a saying. It's in her blood. They think she's 10. Right. She's 7. Yeah, I'm used to that. Because she's so tall. Yeah, mom's tall too. Yeah. So yeah, and when she scores, she sellies like every single one. Like she was at five goals yesterday. Ooh. And after five, I'm like, Callie, enough. No, like, hell you no. Don't, no. Hell no. She, they try listen, they tried that. She's with me. doing Timo Solani, no. throw the glove in the air and yes. shoot it down. Yes. She's doing the one leg. Yes. Se- I'm they, like, you they, I'll show you a video. It's bro, hysterical. Next time she can't you, stop selling. Since, since you know she since you know she's this that good, and you know she's, she's, pretty she's good. probably she's probably gonna go for three goals. So instead of like having hats. And, you know, in Detroit, where I'm from, we throw the octopi. Yes, you we do. We throw the octopus. Yes, you so do. So you can't do it. So I'm telling you, you go get some minnows. And every time you go out there, you just throw buckets of minnows <laughs> <laughs> on the ice. That's the fastest way for me to get <laughs> thrown out. But she'll love you for it. Oh, she already loves me. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Right now, there's a lot going on. This is a very busy day. Um, not just in the NFL, but in sports. We have the college championship game tonight. The national championship. TCU. Max Duggan. Georgia. Sent my 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 rubber rings home, man. 
I'm still soft about that, but still. CJ Stroud ran the ball up and down the field on them. Let's see what Max does because that's what he does best. Mm-hmm. He's a dual threat the guy. Georgia's second half, they were they locked it down though. Two of two of the defense. oldest. Well, well no, it was coming down to the last wire. No, you know I, know. I mean, if Marvin Harrison Jr. didn't get hurt, that Ohio hit? State would be in the national. They would be in the national championship. You believe that? Yeah, that yeah, hit was it, it wasn't nasty. close. Yeah, that was dirty too. Yeah, that was nasty. So we'll get into that. That's uh, that's tonight on ESPN, of course. We'll get into that uh, probably at the end of the show. Uh, just quickly on the Nets. So Kevin Durant, again, a lot of stuff going on yesterday, and the Nets are playing. Kevin Durant, uh, Jimmy Butler fell into his leg. It, yeah. Those are the scariest ones because just you don't see it coming. MCL, PCL. And it's it's an MCL sprain. So he's out. He's going to be reevaluated in two weeks. Yeah. But Woj reporting that the they don't feel like it's as severe as last year when he was basically out for a month. And yeah. when he was out, they went in the tank. Yeah. So well, he's Ky- so important to him. He was climbing into the MVP conversation. Mark. I think he's still there. I don't think two weeks will take him out of it. No, every, no, no, no. I don't think it takes him out of the conversation. Of but what I'm saying is, though, that you'll see how much he does for mm-hmm. them with these couple of weeks now that he's going to miss. And remember, they said reevaluate right. in two weeks. Now, I've had MCL injuries for everybody out there that doesn't understand. The MCL is like medial two- collateral yeah. ligament. But the placement of it, you have two of them. Mm-hmm. One on the inside of your, your your knee, and it goes from the top of your kneecap right. to the side. And what it does is it keeps the bone from going left to right. So the knee from going left to right, the it, joint. Keeps it, sta- it keeps it stable. Yeah, It's like a little rubber band. And when it gets stretched out, you feel like your leg, when you're running, is swinging out, even though it may not. It feels like it's swinging out. Yes. And it doesn't always tighten back up quickly. So it'd be interesting. He'll probably going to have to play with a knee sleeve. I doubt if he plays with a knee brace with some type of knee sleeve to no, kind of keep the sleeve. Yeah, yeah to, to keep it tight and try and help to give some stability. The thing with the sprain, of course, is the balance in your shot. Yeah. And if there's if you've got an issue with one of your legs, it generally can affect your ability to shoot the basketball, drive to the and rim, com- all those com- things com- that you know. Compensation too. And the compensation part of it, right? But, and he's already had some knee issues the last couple of years. Yeah. And obviously the Achilles. So th- these are things that you you give him more time. Yeah, and you don't rush him back, especially in the middle of the season what's like the Eastern, this. Was the Eastern Conference Player of the Month? He had to be, right? I mean, with he's the numbers been, he's been putting up, he's been great. Yeah, but he's been great. And he's been great too. He's, by been, the way. he's been averaging like what twenty nine points, mm-hmm. I believe. But no, he's been phenomenal. If you look up now, it's an opportunity for Kyrie, who stepped up yesterday, hit some big shots. Yeah, well, to, they won that to, game. Make sure they 102, won that. One hundred two, one hundred one. Yeah, Royce O'Neal, you know, last second coming out, but Kyrie's been averaging twenty eight points too. Yeah, can't wait till they pay him the supermax. <laughs> He's he's one of by the way it's again number one in the guard voting in the East. The fans want to see him in the All Star game. That'll be something. All right, so we'll get to your calls and more, of course, on what's going on with the Jets and where they head from here. You hear from Robert Sala, of course. But let's get into what we like to do around this time. We step aside and let the headline makers do the talking in the segment. We like to call audio files. The audio file. The music is back. Ah, bing <clears throat> That's right. The audio files bed that um, we couldn't use when we were on network yeah. is back. So with that in mind, let's talk about, of course, the play that is just one of those things. Like I'm I'm a very spiritual person. Like I'm, you know, again, I, I don't try to push any of that stuff, religion and stuff like that on people. But yeah. for me, like I see things and I think, all right, that's divine intervention. Yep. Like I feel that way about some things. And sports is one of those places where you see things and you're like, man, damn, that... There's some head of God happening here. The very first play for the Buffalo Bills, the very first play they were involved in after DeMar Hamlin went down, had cardiac arrest on a field. 
was something that you had to see to believe. Folk puts his foot into the ball. It's going to be short. Fielded at the four by Hines. Coming straight up the middle to the 20. Cuts it back at the 25. He's got an alley down the right sideline to the 40. 50. Down to the 40. 35. 30. 20. 15. 10. 5. Touchdown. Naheem Hines. 96 yards. Run, run as fast as you can. You're not catching Hines. He's your end zone man. Buffalo on the board with the first play from scrimmage. Bills Radio Network, that's Chris Brown on the call, and I probably could have done without the run, run, fast as you can part. Yeah. Probably could have laid out right there. Yeah. Let the crowd, let that motion. Like, I'm not telling anybody how to call a game, but that's one where I probably would have just let that, like, everybody knows how that feels. We didn't need that. But he was caught up in it. Did he let the second one breathe? I don't have the second one. I know. The I first know. one is but the I'm one saying, that is I'm just saying, maybe, remarkable. Maybe he got better. But it's the very next play they were involved in. Yeah. The very next play. That's incredible. It is. Considering where they were. And Josh Allen was feeling it. Let's hear from Josh yeah, Allen first. Let's hear from Josh. You know what? The truth it was spiritual. It really was. Bone chilling. Like, it was, it was, it was special. Spiritual. I'm t- if you didn't feel a little something, it's like a it's like, it's like a it's like a cheesy movie script on like Hallmark Maybe. radio or TV or something. Like yeah. you're like, man, come on, man, this is so corny. Yeah, but yeah, so like, go it, out on a limb. Go ahead and go out on a limb. What do you want to? Oh yeah, I want to go out on a limb. Um, I probably say that I, if I could bet with Bet MGM, I would probably say that um, Hines wins um, Special Team Player of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is definitely going out on a limb. Let's hear from Giants head coach Brian Dayball. Their season's not over. And I'll tell you what. So he didn't he didn't play his starters. He played his twos against the Eagles in an Eagles must-win game. And, they, they and that was a grinder. You know? That was, it was important for Jalen Hurts to get some of that rust off. Yes. Yes, it was. But Brian Dayball now uh, having the opportunity to now just, you know, a full evaluation, his first regular season as a head coach. Say we did enough to get to the postseason in terms of the evaluation of all that. That'll be another time and place. But I was proud of, of our guys, the way they competed today. And, um, you know, unfortunately, you came up short. Uh, you want to win every game and the results weren't there. But all the process and the preparation like it's been all year has been good. So we're going to need our best this week. Now, Jeremy Fowler was on with us before, and he kind of agrees, and I wonder if this will now become, you know, the consensus. Brian Dable has done the most with the least. He should win Coach of the Year. He should. In his very first season, he should win Coach of the Year. You can make a case for other names, yes. And what what Doug Peterson has done with Jacksonville is, again, that is something where you look and you go, wow, that's a hell of a job he did there. And watching Jacksonville yesterday, yo, like, they can be dangerous. Yeah, I mean that's that Trevor Lawrence now starting to look like the Trevor Lawrence that we thought looking like Justin Herbert. We were expecting to see, you know, sunshine. But again, Pete Carroll with Geno Smith and the, and the Seahawks after trading away. Thought it was a rebuild year, right? You thought, all right, they got they moved on from from Russell Wilson. There's a, a lot of names you could bring up. Dan Campbell. They didn't make the playoffs, but man, did they play their butts off. That, that you went, if I had to buy stock in one team future, Lions, the Lions, the Lyon. Okay, but what about buying stock in the New York? Jets. 
Quinnen Williams, he has faith. I definitely have faith in him, man. Just to see this organization going to coach the culture change that they have. I know seeing the stat that they haven't re-signed a first-round draft pick in the last seven to ten years or something like that. But to see where this culture going, to see where we going as a defense as a whole, man, I feel like I want to be a big part of that culture change. I want to be a big part of that, that New York Saxons train 2.0 type thing, man. That's a big thing that means a lot to me in this organization. I love the reference, New York Sack Exchange 2.0, going yeah. back to the to the Gassino days. Yeah. And, and Joe Klecko guys, and Marty yeah. Lyons and company. And Klecko's a finalist too, man. I tell you what, I'm going on another limb. I think Sauce and Brees Hall get, uh, and Garrett Wilson to get second contracts. <laughs> but what about Quinnen? Well, he's going to get that. Man, come on. He's, they're talking Aaron Donald numbers. Wow. So that's Aaron Donald's like at $28 million. I say we'll settle at 25 How good is he? How good is Quentin Williams, and how good can he be? Has he has he hit his potential? He's just scratching the surface because wow, they found this is what he's able to do for the first year, having some some type of protection in Carl Lawson, where they couldn't just double him and disrespect the, the DN mm-hmm. and block that DN with a running back. So let's see what he can do as far if they get him a fat man, they get him sciatica, or you know. Who I think they should get. I think um, they should try and sign Dalvin Tomlinson. Nobody from, knows um, when you say sciatica, and we made the joke earlier. Nobody has okay, any okay. idea what we're talking about. Sci- uh, we don't want Quinnen Williams to get sciatica. Let's yeah. make that clear. Sciaki Ike from Baylor. There he, you go. He's a talented defensive nose tackle. Nose tackle yeah. Six four three sixty. Mm. So I mean, you talk about getting a snacks Harrison type of guy that you have to hold that double team, which gives him more one on ones with the guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know. Dalvin Thomason is another player I would go get who everybody in New York is familiar with. He sure. was with the um, Giants, and right. he, you know he's going to be a free agent. Let's see if you can sign him away from Minnesota. But they have to give him some interior uh, protection because the thing that the Jets lack on the defensive side was a big, heavy body, right? They, they, they right. didn't have anybody. Solomon Thomason is like 280. But um, listen, I think they signed him back, and he dropped back up to Brink's truck. But I think he's going to continue to get better. You know, We get worried around here when you pay a defensive tackle for the Jets. Because we've seen the Leonard Williams didn't work out. Right. And we saw the Muhammad Wilkerson didn't work out once mm-hmm. he got the bag. Mm-hmm. But I think this guy's different. A lot of different character. I think he's here for the long call. And he's a great locker room guy. I, I, he definitely seems like a guy that's invested, that cares, and is definitely different than the, some of the names you mentioned in the past. All right, that's Audio Files. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Lots of calls to get to, and we will get to them. Bart, as we've been talking about this, so this is this is now the end of the season for the Jets. The Giants have a playoff game to come, and we will spend the rest of the week breaking all that stuff down. We're going to get some uh, former Giants to join us, get really into this, because there is opportunity against the Vikings. We know this. But today is the day to eulogize a Jets season that had some promise at one point and ended with terrible disappointment. And so we're trying to figure out what do they need to do? How do they fix this? Bart, you said you have a name, this one name that could really change the fortunes of this franchise. What is that name? <clears throat> well, before let me preface be with this is like the Jets need somebody that can be um, diverse, that can, you know, because injuries are going to happen. And, you know, you hope to get Vera Tucker back. You hope Makai Becton comes back and he can stay healthy for one year. Uh, but you can't count on that. Max Mitchell coming back from the blood clocks. He's your swing tackle. I think you talk about solidifying the the offensive line. You look at what you know uh, the caller said: draft five offensive line, maybe two hits. It's a young man that's going to be made available 
um, that can't come up with a long-term deal with his current team. And they tried, and he said no. So um, he's from the East Coast. Mm-hmm. I played with his dad. Oh. I think if they uh, – and Joe Douglas knows him well, too, because he was there when his dad was with us. Mm-hmm. Orlando Brown Jr., 27 mm-hmm. years old, four-time pro, bowl, four-time, four-time pro bowler. He's been a pro bowler at right tackle and left tackle. It was his father's dream that his son – played left tackle. I've known him since he was probably around four years old. That's why he decided and told the Ravens that he wanted to leave because he wanted to fulfill his father's prophecy, who we lost you know, too soon. And um, him coming here playing left tackle allows Beckton to be right tackle, Max Mitchell to be the swing guy. Fant can go. Dwayne Brown can go. He's 27 years old. He's always durable. He never really misses games. And he's a guy that can solidify whoever's playing quarterback. Could you imagine him next to Langton Thompson, two pro bowlers, then on the right side, you can you can put Vera Tucker, Vera Tucker. At, right, at right guard. Yeah. And you also have, you know, him, you know, you have Becton at right guard. Problem fixed. Okay, I talked about earlier, you know, we talked about sciatica, but I think that Dalvin Tomlinson is a, you know, young 27 as well. Minnesota's going to try and fight to get him. But I think that can make him an offer that he can't refuse to come here and be the fat boy. You're going to lose Sheldon Rankins, money off the books. You're going to, you know, I think they probably talk to Carl Lawson and say, okay, it's time for Jermaine Johnson to graduate. I love me some Bryce Huff. They got depth there. They paid uh, um, A.V. Um, Franklin Myers there. Mm-hmm. So you do that. But then now you got a problem. The Jets, you know, you go fix the offensive line. You had issues with being able to run the football. And Brees Hall may come back and recover. Like Hopefully he recovers like Adrian Peterson where he's back to form. But you can't count on that. But you can expect you, you, to see him somewhere in the middle yeah, of the season yeah, you probably, wanna, you right? Wanna, well, I think he comes back before all that because it's, it'll be like eight months and he'll be back. But, but you're going to bring him around slowly. Yeah. Right? That's I mean, right. I mean, you're not going to see what we saw well, August right before 12, that yeah. hit. We're not going to see what that for a little while. Well, you want to put him on a pitch count. You want him to yes. be back stronger. So you need a veteran guy. He's too young to just throw him back out you, there. You want a veteran guy with a lot of tread left on his tires, a guy that understands about not sometimes being the lead singer, mm-hmm. but can still shine by being the backup if you give him a couple of solos. You know what I'm saying? And to me, that's Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt's going to be an outright free agent. They wouldn't trade him. He wanted to be traded. Yeah. They didn't use him a lot. He's been behind Chubb, and Chubb's been the number one guy. He was the guy. If he would never got in trouble with Kansas City, he was a guy that broke all type of rookie records. So if you go get him, he understands that. He's ready for the opportunity. He's a guy that you can build around. And he can. He's great in catching a ball as well. And when Brees comes back, he doesn't mind sharing. Might cost you about seven million dollars a year, but that's pocket change for a guy that can give you a thousand plus yards uh, rushing the ball, but also give you about three to four hundred, five hundred receiving the ball. It's interesting. So your plans make make it sound like turn the Jets into a running team. It's always should be a running team. When you think about what San Francisco does best, what do you think about when you talk about him, right? He's a, he's a Kyle Shanahan. His dad, Mike Shanahan, was all about what? We think about all the great running backs that he had back there that was no names until he made them. Even Terrell Davis, who was a six-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Landis Gary. Like all the guys that he had back there. You think about Kubiak within that system. It was always about the running game. You know, It was always about the receiver second. And I think the Jets got to get to that knowing that they have like a Rod Smith type of guy in Garrett Wilson. You got a number one guy out there. So utilize it that way. So that's it. I just fixed it. You're welcome. Make the offensive line a lot stronger. Or you can get Pookie Ford. 
Puka Ford, uh, if you can't get Dalvin Thompson, you know, he's a, the fat boy from out Why would there Orlando Brown, like, he's with Kansas City, right? Yeah. Why would he leave there? Why wouldn't he sign a long-term deal there? Because they're not going to pay him that type of money. Same way they lost Tyreek Hill. Yeah, they've he got, want, he wants they've got issues, obviously. He wants, yeah, he wants to, I mean, whenever your quarterback's making a quarter of a billion yeah. or half a billion, mm-hmm. then that's what it's going to be. Hmm. And they got a lot of people they have to sign long-term there. And, you know, sometimes, you know, if they couldn't get it done last year, you think they don't get more this year? Do you think they don't get it done this year? Probably not. No. All right, let's, let's leave this here because I think a lot of people are going to want to react to this. All right, let that Orlando marinate. Brown let Jr., that uh, Kareem Hunt, you're adding another obviously, Dalvin a, Thompson. You a need big a body. Boy. And then obviously, yeah, and then obviously that's the other part of it as well. So you're, all of your fixes have nothing to do with the quarterback position. But we all know that that also is something that needs to be done as certainly as well. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.